0: program based out of the U of A, a machine learning program that can predict risk of death based on results from routine hospital tests. You go in, you get a routine test done, and this AI can effectively predict how much longer you may or may not have to live. Would you want to know that answer? Uh, a lot of you texting in seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I love getting your thoughts on this and would love to keep that conversation going. So we'll get to some more of your comments uh, later on, but I know you're also going to have some opinions about this next one as well. The privacy of adult services service workers in Edmonton is potentially at risk due to one of our city's business licensing bylaws. Changes to this bylaw have been being debated this afternoon by City Council. Uh, So we're going to get an update on exactly what this looks like and what this means for adult service workers here in our community. Now, I know there are a lot of stigmas that exist for sex workers, so I would love to know your thoughts on this one, Chet Nation. Same number to text, 780-496-0063. Our guest is the co-founder of Advocacy Normalizing Sex Work Through Education and Resources Society, also known as Answers, the co-founder of Answers. Monica Foria is joining the show. Monica, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making the time for having me Monica I understand it's been a very busy afternoon for you as well uh, because you have been in attendance as City Councilor has been debating this bylaw so uh, thank you for attending what I know can be very long meetings sometimes and then jumping on air to uh, to talk with us about exactly what this means so let's just let's back up and let's clarify exactly what's at risk we're talking about privacy for sex workers in our community what what does that look like what's being debated today
1: well, what they we, what they wanted to do was to make sure that our privacy was not in the wrong hands. They already have our information. The city of Edmonton licenses all adult entertainers, okay. um, and so they have every bit of information that they could possibly need or want, including police security clearances, with our names, addresses, et cetera. Uh, what we didn't want was we didn't want to have anybody have access to our information outside of the City of Edmonton. So owners, co-workers, um, data breach possibilities because things get on computers. You know yourself probably half of your credit card uh, holders have been hacked (laughs) and and we just didn't want to get the Wrong information in the wrong hand. So, okay. so and,
0: what, uh, what it currently yeah. looks like, Monica, and, and help me to define this if this isn't right, but the current way that it operates is that adult service businesses like uh, I think body rub par- parlors, um, strip clubs have to keep a list of the people that are working in those businesses. So, right. what well, you're trying to do that,
1: they can still do that, but they only will have um, the information that's on our licenses and okay. our licenses only have our pseudonyms um, our account number with the city and the expiration date on the card nothing else and this is this is really all they need because no one's an employee okay uh, Every everybody's treated like a subcontractor so it's not like the house takes the money and then pays the worker it's the other way around it um, it's the, the worker takes the money and then pays the house for the affiliation. Okay,
0: so it, what I guess I have trouble understanding then is if the establishment that you're working in, even if you're not necessarily an employee of that establishment, doesn't have your personal information, how are you then protected in an instance of violence or or harm?
1: How, how would... That would be... That's... That's not actually the same thing it's uh, there's nobody that needs to know your name specifically prior to a violent act and afterwards
0: you'd phone the police but wouldn't it add I guess what I'm trying to ask is wouldn't it add some sort of protection to to the worker if the business was able to to account for who that person is and have their information?
1: No because if If, say, for instance, somebody was incapacitated, it would take a quick call to the city to reveal who that person is. And, and, I mean, people carry identification on them, uh, personal identification, it's nobody else's business, it's in your purse pocket, but, no, it it would not aid anything.
0: So, where did the debate go today in front of council? I understand that this has been taken from committee and will and will go before council for them to debate changes to this bylaw. Do you feel optimistic based on the conversations that you had today?
1: Um, in fact,
0: they already had the vote and the, the vote was carried. So this change will go forward then. So now it will moving go forward. Uh, yep. So now moving forward, uh, establishments that employ sex workers do not need to have that worker's information, just their license information. Absolutely correct. It's a victory. So, I mean, what do you say to the people that, you know, that still have Raised eyebrows about this industry in general, and think that even advocating for for any sort of forward movement uh, is is the wrong way to go. Because I'm sure that I'm sure I, that you I, meet a lot I of stigma. A- I have a brilliant idea they could take um, answer society sex workers work bias
1: prevention training program that we've been offering almost monthly and uh, it's by a small donation it can even be subsidized if it's a university student or some such um we're talking small donations and uh yeah we do an hour and a half Uh, you get to listen to how we see things and how we believe things should move in society to accept us and stop stigmatizing us and we try to dispel the myths and we try to educate people and it's in our name. Uh, our name is Anti Society which is advocacy normalizing sex work through education and resources so it's all about the education.
0: Is there is there a number in in Edmonton that you can sort of give us to give to try to help listeners understand exactly what size of an industry we're talking about here? Um, well,
1: we've gotten some information from the city, and I think there's about 660 licensed workers. That does not include um, OnlyFans. You know, any online content creator would not include anybody on the street. So, anybody's guess how much larger it might be, um, and I have talked to Cecilia, Cecilia Benoit out of uh, University of Victoria, she's retired, uh, but her t- whole tenure she was studying sex workers and she figures there's probably 6,000 in Alberta. Wow.
0: So, what is the next step then for protection for th- that you're advocating for or pushing for?
1: Um, the next step would be hopefully decriminalization. That is what our our hope is and uh, we, belo- we belong to an umbrella group uh, the Canadian Alliance for Sex Work Law Reform. They have some legislation ch- legislative challenges before the federal court and uh, this is what we're hoping for. It's time for sex work to be recognized as work as regular labor and um, it, it, conflated with sex trafficking which is an entirely different thing. Sex trafficking and human trafficking are different and should be treated as such and sex work by consent
0: is work. Monica I want to get a a little bit more perspective uh, about decriminalization and what the next steps might look like it looks like the city is making some forward moves here um, in in what the conversations look like today Uh, but we have to take a short break so if you'll hold on the line we'll get right back into it in about two minutes Uh, we're talking to Monica Foria who's the co-founder of advocacy normalizing sex work through education and resources society also known as answers we're gonna get right back into it coming up in three minutes on Chelsea on shed
1: surprising it's Chelsea on Chad 630 Chad Edmonton's news today's
0: talk afternoon welcome back to the show it's five seventeen. this is chelsea on ched glad to have you here at ched nation having a conversation right now with co-founder of advocacy normalizing sex work through education and resources society also known as answers co-founder for answers is monica foria joining the show monica thank you so much for sticking around on hold really appreciate your time thank you so Monica we're talking about a change that the city of Edmonton made today they changed a bylaw uh, that did mandate that adult service businesses must keep a list of the people working in their establishments now they're doing away with that now uh, as, a, as a sex worker and adult or, or an adult service worker uh, now that business that you work in does not require any of your information just your your license number or and your pseudonym that's that's it so this is a forward move uh, and just before before we went to break we were talking a little bit about decriminalization which is sort of the next step uh, that you're hoping that this industry can take i think you have an opportunity right now to address a lot of stigma though that really surrounds sex work so i want to i want to talk Absolutely. a little bit about what decriminalization means to you and why it's something that that you feel is so important
1: well right now it's a criminalized environment even though it's technically illegal to sell sex, it's illegal to purchase. And so that means every time you go into a transaction with a client who's technically criminal, you are an accessory to its criminal act. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely not a free, uh, it's not a free society when when you're in that sort of a space <laughs> and so what we want to see is that you know kinds are no longer criminalized um, we also want to make sure that people can work in safe places no city of Edmonton does that but most municipalities in Canada don't do that and uh, that's problematic um, so there's there's too many conflicting and unnecessary laws that just just terrorize
0: us, <laughs> yeah, I know this is a conversation that sort of comes it it, it comes up and then it sort of it, you know it, for whatever reason it kind of then fades away. so where does it where does it stand right now when it comes to conversations with the city or conversations with the with the provincial government about decriminalization?
1: Well, provincial is not so much into interested in it. Their their business is to uphold federal laws. So it's really whatever the municipalities are interested in doing for sex workers, and separate to that, changing federal laws because that's that's what affects us the most. So yeah, right now that's what we're we're trying to do. Change change the public attitude so we are no longer vilified. And when you've got groups that wanna vilify us, there's a stigma. And when there's a stigma people think, Oh, disposable people and when that happens people die and they do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's there's obviously, uh, I think, a discomfort for a lot of people when it comes to discussing it, even thinking about this industry, and yet it exists. And it does carry, I think, a really large stigma. Do you think that attitudes have have shifted over recent years but I mean, even you mentioned something like only fans and i think a wider acceptance generally with younger generations certainly when it comes to sex work and understanding really what that means do you feel like there's a bit of a, a mindset Absolutely. shift or are you always fighting an uphill battle
1: so far it's still a bit an uphill battle but without a doubt it's it's definitely shifting and it's really great to see
0: okay monica thank you so much for your time really appreciate it I appreciate you. Thank you. Of course. That's Monica Foria, co-founder of Advocacy Normalizing Sex Work Through Education and Resources Society, also known as ANSWERS. So some changes made here in the city today. I would love to know how you feel about it send me a text seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. there was a, a bylaw that mandated that adult service businesses have to keep a list of the people that are working in their establishments and those workers are saying look we're not employees of those businesses you you contract us out so we don't need to provide you any of that information it puts our privacy at risk it puts us at risk and so the city has changed the way that uh, that operation will work moving forward uh, now those workers just need to provide their licenses and pseudonym so what do you think about that industry that carries uh, still a lot of stigma.